are here and we are live yes with our very latest episode of her him and a guest and right now in front of you you are witnessing our man our homie Ains Bolden from Season Gaming and the Big Cast Podcast. Yes. How are we doing, my man? I'm doing well, guys. It's great to be on. Uh, thank you. That intro is fire, by the way. I love you guys' intro. Ooh, um, oh, thank you. thank you so much. Let's appreciate it. We made it ourselves. We're Did you? That's excellent. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. I, I made, made the beat. And all my, my wife and my daughter, my son, we all kind of worked together and sh- got something there we put it together it was dope i appreciate you saying it thank though. you we yeah. that means a lot it. yes <laughs> yeah it's excellent oh, thank God. you so much for being here this is really awesome i'm so excited can't wait yes. to get started and get to know you better so thank you thank so much you. for being here no i'm excited too yeah i love conversations like this i uh on our channel we we did um for a while i haven't done any lately just other reasons we might get into um but yeah we did uh interview shows for a while too they're a lot of fun i like getting to know the you know the creators out in the yeah. space more personally than just the kind of weekly all gaming talk shows so this is cool yeah uh well, i'm glad you said that because that's exactly what we did you know we for a long time we kind of pondered right because we never had guests on our show and it was only just us and the family and yeah you know we, we were like you know how like how can we do it like how can we introduce guests into our show in a way that we would enjoy and it'd be fun and that, yeah, this was kind of it. You know, we were like, you know, let's get to know them, right? Like, have the the fact that we get to kind of have that one on two conversation. <laughs> it's yeah, a fun yeah. time. It's a fun time. So no uh, definitely excited. Been looking forward to this one, man. So um, we're gonna get started, man. We're 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 gonna rock right. and roll. So anybody who comes to the chat, obviously, just know that this is guest focused. So we will be speaking with the guests. You guys can watch and enjoy, but we will be focused on our guests so all right first question <laughs> obviously you have season gaming which uh-huh. is a you're like your website and also kind of like your overall brand right yep mm-hmm. and then you have the big cast podcast which is your the, the, the weekly podcast that you guys do yeah right so my question is and it's pretty, pretty much how we always start is how did you come up with the names of season gaming and the big cast gaming Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm older, been gaming a long time. Um, started with the Atari era and, um, basically, you know, it's always, always been a love of mine from when I first played games in the arcade, I was like four, um, Atari, you know, when I was five, six, and then up through now, obviously. And, um, you know, grew up with the old school kind of eight bit 16 bit era, like magazines and, you know, back when coverage, you would try to get your hands on any kind of gaming news that you could, which was obviously a lot harder back then. It was just magazines, you know, so I would sit sometimes like, you know, my mom would go shopping or something and I would just walk into the magazine aisle of wherever it was, grocery store, what have you, and just sit there and read the gaming magazines because we didn't have a lot of money, so I couldn't really buy them all. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh been gaming a long time and, and thinking back on that era, like around early 2000s i'm a car guy too really into cars i grew up racing and all that and um i ran a a car form and we had a gaming sub form on the car form because those are like my two passions um and so around early 2012 13 14 i started kind of reviewing games casually um and starting to write more about them and then you know i had a bunch of people kind of on the forum saying you know why don't you 
kind of do this more regularly, you know, and do it in a better form. And so 2015 is when I founded Season Gaming. And the idea was just to uh, have a, a non-monetized site blog, if you will, just to write about games, reviews, what have you. The season really comes from the fact that as the uh, the web presence grew, you know, the modern YouTube channel, everything we deal with today, like some of the stuff, we, we joke about it all the time, right? Clickbait and nonsense and misinformation yep. and all this stuff. And it just like, I was seeing my passion for gaming, regardless of platform, regardless of game. It was like gamers to me were always this tight knit group of nerds. <laughs> uh, you know, it was a different era 35 years ago. Um, tight knit group of guys and girls that just stuck together. Right. Um, and so I wanted to kind of bring that back of just like, no matter what you play on, no matter what games you like, um that's what we're all about and the seasoned was kind of talking to that taking it back from a more uh old school perspective of what gaming means to people um nice. versus kind of you know the modern era so that's where the season yeah, yeah, comes yeah. from um and generally speaking the people that write for my site now and the people that we've had as contributors um you know, most of them are younger than me, um, but they, they have a lot of experience, right? Like, no, he really doesn't. <laughs> well, I'm, four, I'm 45, so, and I've been gaming okay, okay. since I was four, like I said. So, you know, it's a long time at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, most of them have experience. Like, we have some engineers, and we have people that have been around oh. a long time and worked on hardware, and you know what I mean? Just, like, knowledgeable, trying to bring that knowledgeable sense, so... Um, and then the big cast, honestly, you, you may find this funny, but honestly, I had no clue on what the name of podcast, no idea. Um, <laughs> you know, you're just starting a podcast and gaming. And when we started it, I want to say we started big cast in 2017 and it, oh you know, as you may know, right. As COVID era hit, there's been a lot more shows that have popped up. Right. So in 2017, it wasn't as widely spread, but even then, like, I was like, what the hell do we name our show? I have no idea. So Again, just taking it back to old school where everything was about bits, um, you know, 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit, et cetera. Oh, and yeah. uh, we just said, okay, we'll call it the big cast. Um, I think we had a few other ideas, and I don't remember what those were at the time. Um, they were all worse, I think. Um, <laughs> so that's how we came up with it. That was that was it. Pretty straightforward like on name. that one. I like the name you, you oh, it's, a, it's a dope name. Did you did you uh -huh. start it by yourself, or did you start with, like, already with some hosts, like co-hosts? Yeah. Like how did you come about doing it? Yeah, so I started season gaming by myself, and it's still uh, I still own it solely. And the, and the reason that is, I, I've so <laughs> it's all kinds of context here. So I, I've run a couple companies in the past, really small companies, you know, just car parts and toys and things like that that I was passionate yeah. about at the time. And I had always done that with partners, um, good friends and stuff, and nothing ever went badly. Um, but I knew coming into the gaming space, depending on what this wanted to be, I wanted full control over what we were going to be and i didn't want it to ever be tainted so i didn't yeah. want to ever have to debate well we should be doing this because this will get us more clicks um or we should be doing this because this will get us more attention i always wanted full control over that um and so i founded season gaming by myself and it's still mine um nice. the bitcast i started with a good friend of mine named bert who also was part of season gaming early on um, he and I did the initial kind of E3s we went to and conventions, and he did a lot of the early videos on the channel, um, on YouTube channel. But um, he had some kind of personal stuff come up around 2020, 
and uh, he hasn't been with SG since. But yeah, at the time, it was just the two of us, and then we would get a guest once in a while. But obviously, when we first started out, right, like episode the early episodes, no one was listening to us. I mean, we would get, yeah, you know, yeah. 10 or 20 views a week and five of those were friends. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's pretty awesome. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Go so ahead, you've bro. been gaming for a long time. Yes. I see the chief back there. How do you view gaming now versus when you first started playing games? Yeah, it's interesting. I, um, I think it, I don't know. I would say it kind of goes without saying that gaming as a medium right now is the best we've ever had it. Like you have more access to more games and more genres at any time on any device than ever before. Right. It's it's the time for gaming, especially this year. Hell, with all the games that are released um, is better than ever. I would say the one thing and this is true of other industries, too. The one thing that I miss a little bit is the. it's there, but you have to find it, the camaraderie between gamers. Mm-hmm. Whereas growing up, if you were a gamer, that's all it was. It's like, oh, you play video games? Oh, okay. You know, we're <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. It don't matter. I've said this many times on shows. Like me and Cog joke about this a lot because him and I go back to some of the same areas and people and stuff. Um, but like, it doesn't matter where you were from, what you look like. You know, it doesn't matter anything about you. If you were a gamer, you were cool and you were part exactly. of the group. Um, and I, I've always loved that. And I think that that's, that's how it's always been to me. And I've tried to keep that in my mentality. Um, and I would say as the industry's grown, it's obviously this global crazy, you know, uh, industry. Now we've lost some of that. You know what I mean? There's just like, yeah. because yeah. so many people play games, it's, it's just a common thing now. Um, it's not like you'd look at someone and say, Oh, you watch movies. I watch movies too. We're cool. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. just doesn't work that way. Like, you know, um, oh so I kind of miss that a little bit and I, I miss the midnight launches and I miss the, oh my you know, gosh, yes. arcades. I miss arcade yes. times, you know, like just standing, Absolutely. um, next to each other and chatting and, and putting your quarter up to play in mortal or street fighter or something. So oh, I, yeah. I miss that kind of stuff. Um, but I think generally speaking, like, if it wasn't for the modern gaming era and obviously the internet and YouTube, like I, we wouldn't even be talking right now. I wouldn't, it would have never met you. Right. So Facts. I think there's, yeah, there's pluses and minuses for sure. I'd say the pluses probably outweigh the minuses, but there's some things I miss. I agree. Do you remember the last game you went to pick up uh, like on a midnight release? Midnight. Okay. So I'm, I'm still a physical stand. So I still pick up games. Oh, midnight Ooh. release is tough though. Um, Ooh. I definitely went to Halo 4, so that would have been 2012. I want to say, did I do? I went to Xbox One at midnight, so that would have been 2013. Did I get my? I went to. I picked up my Series X at midnight. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've picked up a game at midnight since the Series X came out. Yeah, I don't remember. I love that you brought that up because it's such it's such an exciting <laughs> time when we were able it to was. do that. Like. Again, we don't get to do that anymore, but it was like, uh, oh my gosh, what time is it? We're about to go pick up our game. Yeah, I'm about you know, to go get you online. your night around it, you know? That yeah. rush was it, amazing. It really was. Actually, I no my, the, my favorite one that I went to, because I used to do them for all of the big releases, but my favorite one was Halo 3. Yeah, was me the, too. Dopest one. Me it too. was like a party at that GameStop. It, it was, was crazy. <laughs> and everybody who got like the collector's edition leave it at that with that big ass box. <laughs> so oh my god. I no doubt, it. man. I yeah, where it. I live back east, um the electronics boutique was in a mall. Um 
where we used to, mm-hmm. you know, I grew grew up, and um, so they you would go in through the department store. They would keep one door open with security. You go into the department store, walk through it, and walk to the electronics boutique. And the Halo Three one, yeah, was, there was a line just wrapped around the inside of the mall, and we were all just kind of people were you know playing Halo music on actual boxes you know yeah, and hanging cool. out and chatting it was just a great time and i i, I miss those times man those are fun yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's wild it's crazy because you bring up like i haven't really thought about it but yeah like that is one of the things i do miss i i remember it's like if you found out like in school or something if you found out like one of your friends they were that they played video games i was like oh snap like mm-hmm. we're best friends now, you know what I'm saying? Like that was a like, commitment. Like the greatest <laughs> thing ever, you know. Like not everybody was playing, so when you found somebody who played, it was great. Now uh, it's like crazy. Yeah, yeah everyone so, plays, I, right? And and yeah. I, I don't, you know, especially for a lot of people like many of us who grew up where you know we didn't have a lot of money, and I was fortunate to get a game once in a while and to have yes. one system and stuff. And so when you found people that either had another system or different games from you, it was like hitting the jackpot. It was like, yes. oh, are you coming over? Bring everything. We're going to play all these games. You know, it's great. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Can I keep your game? I'll give it back to you tomorrow. Exactly. Oh. You know, you just trade them at school. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Those are the my game back. <laughs> kids will never know it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much that these, these new bucks, they have no idea. Yeah. No, they don't know, man. It's like my son. Like my so my youngest is eighteen. He just turned eighteen, and he's grown up. Like the earliest memories he has of games as as a little toddler was watching me play like Halo Three, um, and Bioshock and Mass Effect. Like you know, kind of mid Xbox Three Sixty era, um, yeah. which for me was like super modern. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Xbox Three Sixty changed everything, really. Um, so yeah, it's it's he he doesn't even know. Um, he doesn't understand the concept of just having a cartridge and no other way to play it or communication or, you know, it's, it's weird. Oh my God, the cartridge and you used to blow on it and try to fix it, get some rubbing alcohol and a Q-tip. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make it work. Yeah, maybe the Somehow. worst is like, I, I still remember like the original Nintendo, like the thing would break. Like the yep. you know you would push it down and it won't stay down anymore, so the game wouldn't do. It, so you like <laughs> stick something in it to keep it down. It's like God, it's crazy this stupid machine, but it was so dope. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, now let me ask you. You you've mm-hmm. been doing this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you: Have do you feel like you've ever had to deal with like criticism or like while you're building the, the the channel and things like that did you, did you ever feel like a failure like did anything come to you with difficulties while you were doing this that kind of made you you know either ever think about maybe stopping or you know anything like that all the time yeah all the time i mean not so much now i would say um but pretty frequently because i was like i said founded this um solo and didn't really have a good idea of what I wanted to do with it. The only thing I knew was that I wanted to keep it monetization free always um, because I feel like once you monetize, uh, and and again, I've realized that I sit in a fortunate position today to be able to do this non-monetize and not worry about the funding for it. Um, But um, I feel like once you monetize, your priorities have to shift a bit. Like if this was my job and I had to make money doing it, I'd, I'd do things differently because I'd have to. Um, yep. And to stay true to what I wanted season gaming to be, 
I've had to just be very hardlined on that. I've had I get offers every day in our SG email box um, offering for, you know, advertising or offering for incentives or, you know, all this stuff. And I, yep. I literally ignore all of them or I, I tell them we don't monetize and I just never talk to them again. Um, and, and it's just like, that is great for what I've meant for it to be, but because it's now grown as much as it has, and we're not a major outlet or anything like that, but it's obviously far bigger than when I started it. Um, yep. it, and, and I have, I think I want to say active right now, 10 to 12 people that write for the site and we have our discord and, you know, we, we do a bunch of reviews and there's an awful lot we output for a small non monetized site. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, and it's grown into a, almost like a part-time job. Um, and I don't make any money off of it. Like I said, outside of super chats, but they don't even pay for the cost of running everything nowadays. Um, yeah. So it costs me money to run SG. Um, so it's there's a lot of responsibility where it's like my wife and I have joked like you spend so much time on this and it's every day. I spend hours, you know, working on SG stuff and I you don't make any money on it. And it's like, is this is it still enjoyable? You know what I mean? Are you still enjoying yeah. this? Because that's what it's all about. Like if you're not enjoying it. And so a year and a half ago, the beginning of 2022, we started a Patreon with the idea of at least making a little bit of money. But what that led to was me feeling guilty about we're not producing enough content to ask for people's money. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we were doing extra yeah. interviews and I was meeting with people and I thought we produced some really good content. But there's so many options for people out there to spend $10 a month or $20 a month at Netflix, you know, beyond all your normal subscriptions, all the other Patreons. Yep. And I just felt guilty. I, I, I was like, I don't want people giving me money when I don't feel like I'm giving them something that I would pay for back. And so I ended that last year and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take a step back. We're going to do BitCast every week. If I can do other things, great. But if not, I'm not even going to worry about it. And we've kind of, I've narrowed the focus a little bit more for SG this year for that reason, because it's just, I started to wear myself out a bit. Um, yeah. And I, you know, when you get tired and you get kind of like feeling like you have to do this every week, you're obligated, the, the quality goes down. And then, you know, you get yeah. worn down and it just it wears on you after a while. So I've I've struggled with that. And then at the same time, you know, other times I'll be very aggressive and my mind will be like, you need to grow SG more and you need to do this, you need to do this. And, you know, it, it's always a conflict of like, you know, um, how much do I want to try and grow it versus how much time and effort do I really want to put in that's going to control my life? Because it's not my job and I have a family and I have a busy career, um, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, it's a lot of time and dedication. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you feel like, do you feel like if you did monetize it, it would make it easier for you to say, you know what? Yeah, let me give more time to it. Or do you think it's like with all the rest of your life, you wouldn't even want to kind of add that extra to you? The latter. Yeah, I, I don't want to add that. Um, it's it's already like I already go nonstop all day, pretty much every day. Um, yeah. to fit in the things that I have to do for work, family, SG, and then just, you know, my own time to, to you know, do things that I want to do. Um, yeah. So it's uh, to, to put that additional kind of stretch on that. It's not worth yeah. it to me. So I, respect I, that. Um, I love that so much that you love doing this to the point that you don't want to bring money into into the equation, you know, because you don't want to lose that magic of it. Paint it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, and, and I, again, I reiterate, not everyone can do that. There's people who put their time in and they, they want to turn this into something bigger, right. And they want to be it to be what they do. And there's plenty of people who are successful at that. I I'm in a fortunate place where I've, I've been in a career a very long time. I do very well for myself. Um, so I'm in the fortunate position of being able to do this and, and to run the site and the channel and everything without having to worry about that. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think to stay true to what we want to do and to keep doing what we do. And it, and it's worked well for us, right? We've grown a lot. The site gets more views than I ever thought it would get years ago. Um, and the channel does well. And um, that's a, that's good enough for me. I don't really need anything else. That's awesome. Yes. So with that said, like, how do you balance your personal and your professional life? And do you have any <laughs> tips for us on how to handle stress and maintain our mental health? Yeah, man, that's a that's a deep one. Um, I laugh because uh, it's tough. Um, it, I think it's tough for all of us, right? Those, yeah. I mean, you, you you mentioned you have children, and I'm sure you know careers, and you, I mean, you know what goes in. Um, I've had four kids, and uh, you know my kids are mostly grown up now. Like I said, my youngest is 18, but um, it's uh, it's a lot. Less. It can be a lot, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I would just say for me, what's always worked is um, I, I'm generally a pretty healthy person. So I, I eat well. I got into exercising in my late teens and I've done it ever since. I'm very dedicated to um, kind of working out in, in, at least in some form several days a week um, because that really makes me feel, you know, it helps with energy. It helps with a lot of things, right? Your mental state. Um, and to be completely honest with you, um, I, I'm a huge fan of metal, like metal music, um, very like heavy metal. <laughs> um, yeah. And for me, my stress relief is honestly hitting the gym for an hour and just listening to that music. And um, that is my my stress relief every day. So I'll, for me, what works is um, 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 sorry, staying focused, um, working out, trying to eat well. And then, um, you know, just um, try not to uh, overstate the importance of things that aren't really that important. Um, I, oh, I, um, <laughs> I, I've had a lot of things go on in my life, been through a lot of stuff, as many of us have, right? Um, and uh, I, I know I've talked about it publicly, and, and a lot of people who watch me know this, but uh, back in 2018, we lost our son. Um, he was killed. I'm sorry and to hear that. Thank you. Um, and that uh, goes, uh, it doesn't go without saying, I guess, but that changes your entire perspective on life. Um, sure. And so I feel like I had a pretty good handle and perspective on things probably after my 30s, you know, the early years. Oof. Um, but after that happened in 2018, my wife and I both uh, fortunately made us stronger together. Not that we weren't, but, you know, it, yeah. that can really yeah. devastate families at times. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I bring that up to say that that has made me realize that there are a lot of things that all of us every day stress over or really place an importance on really aren't that important. It's really not. Um, and so that's really helped bring into focus uh, what I do in my life and my daily routine of things like, um, you know, the stuff will come up and people, you know, well, aren't you worried about that? No, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that that's where I am today. <laughs> you can't stress the the small things and things 
that you kind of can't control, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, there's, I don't know. I could, I, I, I feel, I don't know about you guys. As I get older, I start to fill fill off. I can't even say the word, uh, you know, philosophically think about these things more, but it's just like, (laughs) it's like you look back and it's like all the stuff you wasted your energy and time on or people that you shouldn't have wasted your time on or, or, things that you were really concerned about at the time. And you look back and you say, man, what a waste of time and effort that was, you know? Um, and so I try to keep that in the forefront nowadays. And it's like, it's if I'm doing something, if I'm not enjoying it or it's not beneficial to me or my family or something else, then well, why am I doing it? It's not, it's not, why am I worried about this? Um, so anyway, that's kind of today. Sorry I to love take that. us off course there Thank a little you. bit. No, not at all, man. No. Like that's, that's great. And, and you know, again, yeah. Sorry, sorry to hear about your son, man. That's it's good. Thank can't you. Can't even imagine, man. I can't even imagine. We have six, so we have six kids. So we have. Oh, okay. Um, we had four. So yeah, you guys, you guys know. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> our ours go from. Uh, well, he'll be seventeen soon. Um, so our oldest is seventeen, and then okay. our youngest are a set of twins that are four. They just turned. Four. Wow. Yeah, you got the gamut then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are busy. Yeah. I don't have to tell you what yeah. busy is. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. A good time. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great, though. Uh, yeah. No, nah, we love it, man. It's not. <laughs> it's, you know, you have four. It's once you have four. Like we had. So we have two individual kids. Like we have. Um. Uh. You know, not twins. Right? Yeah. And then we have <laughs> two sets of twins. So like our wow our next. Old, yeah. So we have back twin six-year-old, and then twin four-year-olds. Oh so, boy. Yeah. So when we have four, it was like, man, this is a lot of kids, right? But like, you know, you can still function doing most of the things that you want to do. You just got to make sure you got like the bigger car and things like that to fit everybody when they're small. Right. The problem is six changes everything because like you can't like just do shit. <laughs> it's so much harder to do things. You know, like we were going to we I feel like like it's crazy, but like we were going to like Disney every year with like the when we had the two and then we had the four, we're like, all right, yeah, we can, we can still do it. But then when you have six, guess what? Fun fact about Disney, you got to get two rooms. <laughs> you have to pay for two rooms. To get six they won't let you just, even if they're small, they don't care. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, he told me, he's like, if we have any more kids, I'm buying you a bus. <laughs> Like you're not gonna get that nice truck. You gotta get a bus. Look wild! I'm like measuring by inches in the back seat. Like, can we fit two car seats and then two car seats in that third row? That row is smaller. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! Yeah, that's a lot, man. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Um. All right. So, (laughs) let me ask you. I know. I I I know your stance on the podcast and things like that, but. Knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. would you do anything differently when starting your channel or the website or or any of this? Uh, probably, yeah. I hadn't really thought about that too much. But, um, yeah, I think I probably, looking back now, I probably would, would have been a little more aggressive out of the gate. And by aggressive, I mean um, a little more focused on building up SG and its contributors early on. I think early on, right, it was just Bert and I, like I said, and he didn't really write a ton. He would write occasionally. So really, I was doing all the writing. 
And I look back on that now, and that's really because, like I said, it was just born out of an idea. There was no plan to build a business, right? It was just born out of an idea of talking about games. Um, but if I look back now and think I founded it in 2015, if I would have taken the first couple years, excuse me, to really drive towards a goal, even if I didn't hit the goal, if I would have built the contributor base and built the uh, the brand better in those first couple years, I think the escalation of growth would have been much broader. Um, because yeah. what happened, like I said, mentioned earlier, is once 2020 hit and COVID hit and so many new creators came onto the scene, um, you know, growing now is a lot harder than it was even just a few years ago. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of the people that are big today, channel wise, um, were fortunate enough to start very early, right? Like channels that started in like 2010 and drove towards it just, you know, it was, there was far less competition. So I think if I would have done that, uh, if I would have had the vision I have now back then, that would have really um, helped us grow. But at the same time, like I said, I don't really have any grand blueprint or plan for what I want SG to be. You know, I think we continue to yeah. grow piece by piece. And I, I like the way that we've grown with our audience being the way it is, meaning I haven't had to tap into any of the negativity or the things I don't like to try and grow. It's just grown yeah. um, naturally. Uh, and our audience is fantastic. Met so many great people. So, um, you know, I think that's that's maybe about it. But other than that, I'm I'm pretty pleased with um, what it's become. Honestly, it's surprising what it's become. I never never expected it would be this what it is today. That's awesome. Awesome. That is pretty amazing. I'm happy that you are where you are, and I know that you're going to continue to just grow. And I want to know. Is there something you're passionate about that no one like that we don't know about? Oh, a hush, like a hush, hush, something you love doing that you're passionate about. Um, that you haven't said on the mic. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, I mentioned, you know, my love of cars and racing, um, love mm -hmm. music. Yeah, I'm I, working out. I, I'm. I don't think I have one. I got to be honest with you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty open. Um, I would say I, I don't talk about it a lot. I do love to travel um, and I love Europe. So my, my family's from Europe. A lot of my family's still in Europe. Um, so I would say I, I love traveling and I, I may one day retire in Europe if, if, you know, the cards are in, <laughs> in play for that. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, otherwise I don't think so. Um I'm like looking around my room to see if there's anything that strikes a memory. Uh, I don't think so, honestly. I, I would happily say it if there was something else, but I'm I'm a pretty open book that way, really. Well, you love to travel. Some people don't. That's true. So that's that's really that's cool. I like that. Well, we know Jim Ryan doesn't like to travel. I know, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, uh, you'd rather be at home with his cats, man. You know, that's what he does. Yeah, no, for real. Enjoy his uh, retirement. Enjoy his retirement. <laughs> hey, yeah. Jim. <laughs> oh, Jim. Gotta love boy. him. Yeah. Jimmy he's boy. got a comfortable retirement. We know that. So, he, oh, you yeah. know, he's doing yes. okay. Yeah, well, we could take his retirement. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. Let me ask you. What would you say is the most valuable lesson that you've ever learned and who taught it to you? 
Wow. And you guys are coming on hard here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have, funny enough, honestly, I think I, I think I uh, probably touched on it already. I think you know the, the loss of my son was probably the most valuable lesson uh, in my life, far and away. Um, I won't stay on it, of course, but like my wife and I were actually joking just the other night. We were watching what we were watching. We were watching something. We like horror shows and movies and stuff. And um, what what I never really noticed prior was just how many shows and movies have a death of a child in them um mm. it's it's a very prevalent thing it's crazy and i tell you 95 wow. percent of them don't represent it properly <laughs> um so i would say that um you know that really changed my life probably more than anything else ever um and i i uh that would have uh the lesson being, of course, what I spoke to previously, which yeah. is uh, don't take things for granted. Um, the ones you love, your family, especially um, put that time in. Um, don't, you know, don't be the cats in the cradle type thing where um, you're always putting it off. Um, you know what I mean? It, it, it can be taken away in an instant. And we all think about and plan for the future. And, you know, um, obviously, you know, fingers crossed, um, you know, nothing ever happens, but it can. And, uh, you know, before you know it, you live with some regrets around things you did or didn't do. Um, and so I think living in the moment is very easy to say. I think many of us have probably said that in our lives. You know, don't take things for yeah. granted. Live in the moment. Appreciate it. But I, I would say that in exercise, very few do it, like actively do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, my cousin was over from England uh, in August and uh, we were having some conversations about the same. And he and his wife um, kind of had the same revelation and about the same age as, as me. And, uh, you know, they were like, that's why we came over here for two weeks and they're, they're traveling somewhere else again. And it's like, you know, we don't even think about it anymore. We just do it. And if, if yeah. you know, um, because you just never know and time, time is fleeting. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Doodle. So Sorry, what is the most like, important uh, like thing? Topic. I don't mean no, no, to no, listen, listen, listen. No, I, you know, obviously we, I, I knew, I knew that happened. Um, you know, I, I've, I followed you, so I, I've known that that has happened, and it's just, you know, it's obviously we have six kids, right? So it means it, like, like I couldn't fathom it, and I know, and I see you, and you're like, super strong, like super, like. Like I commend you, dude. Like you, Thank you're you. you're a strong dude. You're a dope dude, man. So, you know, it's just it's very real, and you know, just makes me think when you're talking. You know, so it kind of gets me. But <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Doodle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, what is the most important thing you want people to know about you? Oh, um, wow. Um, I don't know, honestly, I would say, uh, I, I, I don't take compliments. Well, I, I'm not one of the funny things about content creation, and I'm sure you guys kind of feel this to a degree too. I think all of us do is like, you see, I see a lot of content creators out there, rightfully so, whether it be on Twitch or YouTube, whatever, and they're, they're personalities, right. And they are, they're selling themselves, um, because that's what, that's what it is, you know, especially if you're trying to make it into something bigger, a lot of the time. Um, I, I'm terrible at that. Um, I don't sell myself well. I don't want to sell myself. Uh, I, I just, I'm not good at that. So, uh, and I don't like compliment, not, I don't like them, but I'm just, 
you know, I don't deal with them well. Um, so I would say that um, if there's one thing, I would say that uh, just genuineness, I, I would think that uh, I hope I come across as someone who just has a passion for gaming and, and produces content and thoughts and conversations in that vein. Um, that's actually genuine because as you guys are, I'm sure aware, there's a, a lot of fake genuineness out there in the space. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I oh, think yeah, that I those of us who are actually genuine and really do love this for what it is and, and kind of want to make that community uh, need to kind of stick together going back to what I touched on earlier. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because we did talk about how, you know, back in the day, everybody was, you know, if like you were a gamer, it was so cool. And now, you know, we know that there's like a lot of separation in the gaming space, depending on where you are. I will say though, yeah. you know, this particular community um, is pretty phenomenal. It is like, it really we is. have like this this group and and i say we because you know a lot of the people who come to our show go to your show go to every like it's like yeah a, like they, it's like they have like this roadmap of people that they that we all kind of <laughs> stay in like this big like we create like this is like this big bubble that we're all just a part of and we it's really dope it's really dope and it is very welcoming um you know we're we're relatively new new to the scene here with you know within this particular community and you know everybody's been so welcoming with us and it's been really great it's been really great so it's I really cool that. That, yeah yeah it's it really really cool it really, is really i um you know i've had the the fortune to um go to some e3s and go to events like in in l uh in june i was in la with a bunch of the uh xbox team and and you know creators nice. and stuff and it's just a it's just a it's a gathering of people that loves games man um and it, it's great it, it goes back to what we were saying it feels like those old times you're just hanging out with friends and i you know some of those people i will only talk to a handful of times through the year but i know if i'm there next june we'll be like best friends again you know yeah. and, yep. and i think that's really cool yeah it, it's super dope but this is kind of like our way of doing that same thing that we did back in the day like <laughs> exactly after yeah. here like you know we it's like people <laughs> are attracted to the same place and we all kind of get to have we find each other one way or another like, exactly exactly <laughs> um is it did i ask the question dude or did you i did but i i can go no, again. no 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 <laughs> no all right i'll take uh, yours <laughs> let, let me see um oh well i don't know if maybe we'll see we've heard a lot of things but we'll see how this what is something that you're really bad at but you still <laughs> enjoy doing anyway <laughs> What is something I'm really bad at? Um, wow. Um, I would say, um, well, one is drawing. I, I'm I'm literally the worst drawer you'll ever see in your life. I always loved art and I loved comics growing up. Um, and I would try to draw and I can't even draw a proper stick figure. I'm just, I'm not creative. I'm not an artist at all. I am terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> um so i'd say that's one i would say uh more personally um i don't know sometimes i i can be really i know it's kind of common word used but i can be really kind of introverted so i i really like like we're talking about the camaraderie and everything and then other times like i can just be awkward in social situations <laughs> which is you know it's just a kind of an odd thing you deal with as a human being you know what i mean so um sometimes Absolutely. i don't read the room properly or you know make mistakes <laughs> like that which is which we is, get it you know 
yeah it's not you know it's not fun when that happens but you know so it happens but it is what it, it happens is. it happens <laughs> you just keep it moving right <laughs> yeah that's it for so sure what is something that most people <laughs> don't know about you wow um don't know about me um i was gonna say like i said i'm pretty open i would say um something they don't know about me um well we we actually joked about this i'll, I'll use this one we joked about this on um on uh, big cast this week but my dad was a uh, classically trained pianist um when music well, theory awesome. i mean like like very intense wrote his own symphonies type thing um wow. <clears throat> and so when i was younger before my parents split um he had me playing at a very young age playing piano and training you know a lot like an hour or two a day i had him and a separate tutor and so by the time i was eight i was playing at a level far far above my age so i was uh you know really advanced um the sad thing is my parents split my dad left took his money with him <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. and uh i i stayed with my mom and had no money and um you know that that's a whole another conversation um yeah, yeah. but uh so so i lost all that so uh i love music and i i'm i have an ear for it from a classical sense um and so that's part of why i love it so much um and i started playing again several years ago but i i kind of again time i just don't have enough time to dedicate to it but i would say that music plays a big part of my life for that reason that's, that's amazing that's that you went dope. back to to playing again. Did it feel yeah, like riding I, a bike? Or not at all. Like <laughs> I wish. No, I wish. I uh, there's a, a great classical teacher here. Um, so I started both my sons, my youngest two sons, um, at the time, and I said I'll do it with you. And the three of us started. Um, and it was kind of funny, really, because my one son didn't have an ear for it. And he played okay, but he you could just tell he, musically, he just, you know, you either have an ear for music like classically or you don't. It's just a thing. Um, yeah. And he didn't. And then my youngest son, the one that's now 18, did. And he was like that on it, like when I was younger. Um, right. So he still plays today. He switched to actually trombone. He's in marching band and jazz band and all that. So he right. feel like he's kind of awesome. got my dad's roots and his granddad's roots in him, um, which is kind of cool. Dope. So, um, really yeah, I wish cool. I had Thank more time for... to dedicate to it, but. Yes, thank you for clearing that up for me because I, I don't, I don't have an ear for it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> and that's okay. My my wife doesn't either. It's funny. Like we'll we'll go to watch uh, my son play in his performances, and I'll listen to it. I was like, ah, that's pretty good. I was like, they missed it here and here. And she's like, sounded good to me. I'm like, that's all that matters. You know, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Just I don't know why this came to my mind, but <laughs> your father was super into the classically, you know, classic piano, all this fun stuff. And you too, yep. you were too, right? But he left and took the money. <laughs> Do you feel like that's why you like like the the music that you like that hardcore metal oh the metal like so far on the opposite <laughs> spectrum of, of classic <laughs> piano playing <laughs> like you uh, think like that's why it, it, you're like you know what you took your money so I'm gonna like metal now though um <laughs> I, I I don't think so directly uh you know maybe there's something uh, to explore there but um I, I always I got into metal at a young age too I I 
I don't know why, honestly. I just really liked it. And I think that musically, there is some metal that's pretty advanced, right? And so I kind of get into that. Um, but it is pretty funny. He actually always gave me kind of crap about the music I listened to. Because, you know, especially in the 90s, I was listening to kind of, you know, 80s metal, grunge, which became really big. And then, of course, rap, you know, really blew up the scene in the 90s. And so that's yes. what I listened to. And, um, you know, meanwhile, he's listening to jazz and classical music. Um, and, and I especially don't like jazz. Even today, I don't really like jazz. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he always used to joke, your taste will change as you mature. Well, I'm 45 and I'm still listening to new metal every time. So <laughs> hey, hey, you still got time to mature, okay? <laughs> Maybe I'm still every a kid at heart, which is probably <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Gosh, who's your favorite rapper rapper um uh right now i i don't know i kind of bounce around i would say you know there, there's some 90s stuff i like the funny one that really jumps out to me right now is uh jid um so he's an atlanta rapper um and i just really like his sound he's got a very kind of smooth flow and um i don't know i just really like his sound so um, he's he's starting to grow. I think he's got an audience. He's not as big as obviously some of the big names, but um, and then of course when I was, you know, when I was in my late teens at the time, living in suburbia, Eminem became huge. Obviously, oh, like oh my gosh, you know, he's he just insane. took over this. Yeah, he just took over the world. You know, in terms of he really broadened out the spectrum of who listened to rap, which is cool. You know, it's such a big audience nowadays. Um, but his his rhyming ability, his wordplay is it's remarkable. something special. It's yeah, it's, it's remarkable. insane what he can do. I yeah. love it. Yeah, like he's real like I feel like when you think about rappers, like there's some rappers that are like top tier, but I feel like he I mean he just thinks about it so much. Mm -hmm. Like he puts so much thought it's very into, intricate, yes, into yeah. Purposely making it something that you couldn't think was possible to put together, but he put <laughs> <Yeah>. it together. <laughs> you know like it's so crazy. He's my favorite for sure. It's his um, um yeah, it's you can tell like that's his life, you know what I mean? And he speaks about that, right? Like it that's is. his passion, it's been his thing his whole life, and it shows. And I think he's never lost that, which is really cool because he's I think he's 50 now, right? 51, something, but pretty, um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's up there, yeah. And yeah, and you not. could tell because we 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 were actually dude we were just talking about this because we um what the hell were we talking about we were talking about Fast and Furious or something mm -hmm. like that and we were talking about how like you know Ludacris you know he he knew when to get out you know what I'm saying he went into movies uh -huh. oh no we were talking about um because the song came on we were talking about Ti right? yes okay. how he started so, making movies yes so we were like yeah. you know he started getting into the TV shows and all that other stuff so he's like it's like some of these rappers they know when to get out right it's like all right we, we did really good now let's use that fame to go do something else so yep. we were talking about him we were talking about the other guy and then like obviously somebody like jay-z just got super famous and he used jay-z and money. dre dre's the same way yeah right yep yep same thing and then but it's like yep. eminem like he first of all he made so much money when he was just rapping <laughs> regular yeah. And then he never, he just never stopped. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he didn't get out, you know, quote unquote, get out to do something else. Like he didn't use his fame to go do something else. Like he still raps and he's yeah. still nasty. He's still like I don't understand. How <laughs> yeah. I, I swear he's, he's like wine. Like his, his yeah. flows yeah, and his, better, bro. 
yeah it's 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 remarkable it really is so it's cool to see that um i love that oh one one i forgot to mention the the one me and the guys would always roll around listening to and i still listen to today i'll shout out his bone thugs i always love bone thugs Bone thugs in harmony uh, yeah Yo! man <laughs> oh my god, I love Bone Thugs. Huh? Oh my god. They just had a great sound, you know what I mean? I always love listening to Bone Thugs. Damn, Bone Thugs. I don't think I've heard since I left my, my hood. I don't think I've heard one person in my entire how long has been? Yes. 18 years, babe. 18 years since I got married and we left the hood. 18 years, I haven't heard one person in my life mention Bone Thugs in Harmony, yo. Come on, oh there we go. Gosh. We get it. We got it. Yo, you love Bone Thugs. Oh, my God. I, oh, man. Oh, wow. man. Bone Thugs are great. Yeah, man. Uh, we have a jamming to them like last week because uh, my, my buddy Pampa, who is on Twitter, he's in the community, and I play Halo with all the time. We were talking about Bone Thugs and... Yeah, especially the cro- that crossover Notorious Thugs they did with um with Biggie. I was going to say it, and I was like, let me get my – let me wait. And I was like, no, <laughs> Notorious Thugs, are you kidding me? No, no, Notorious Thugs is the dopest. Notorious Thugs is legendary. Legendary. I thought you were talking about Biggie. Oh, Big- I mean, Biggie's legendary too, but – yeah. Home the dangerous. Yo, don't on, don't see money, all right? Don't go there. Fire. We're trying to do that, all right? <laughs> mute on, mute your sound, all right? <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on. There you oh, go. Like, uh, who said Art of War? Spartan Art of War album. Hell yeah, you got to put on Art of oh, War tonight. Art of War, yes. Sometimes, um, when I'm listening to music, <laughs> I'll throw in some of the songs, like in Discord. Mm-hmm. our discord channel and um i was listening to biggie and i was like damn i really want to throw some of these in but they're a little violent yeah <laughs> i don't yeah. know that's the way it was <laughs> man that's, <laughs> it. that's the way it was yeah that's it it's like i don't yeah. know what these people rap yeah. about anymore <laughs> it's like what are you talking about oh, like, i don't know what they, i don't even it's so hard for me to like listen to like new rap for the most part i feel like oh I, like- I you're not alone man i think that's our that's a lot of us it's just like what are you what are you even going on about like you know what i mean yeah, i don't know what they're doing bro like nonsense y'all like just shut up like god you're lucky i wasn't born at this time i would be able to, i would be a superstar rapper you know what i'm saying i could stop everything but i know right? with this crowd they're nothing. You know no, the lack of talent is yeah. That, a, that, that that's thing. one of the things I love about um um Eminem is just calling that out. You know, he calls them out on that all the time of how bad it's gotten with some of these big names. Yeah. You know, they're just they're garbage, and uh, it's a yeah. shame because we came from the era like you had all these people who could really rap, and really, yeah. you know, obviously Tupac being like the biggest name. We're talking about issues, societal issues going yeah. on. You know, it was meaningful. And I, I can't stand the like garbage mumble auto tune talking about you know nothing. It's just yeah, it's a waste of time. And and part of my language, yep. but the the bitch assness of these rappers. So. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> too. Like <laughs> they were out there beefing back then. Well, the Tech Nine out here snitching. What? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yo, you can't be no rapper. Get out of here. Get out of here. Biggie and Pac died for this shit. You know what I'm saying? For real. <laughs> like, oh they my took god. That shit real. Oh my god, it's crazy. Oh. <laughs> man, bone thugs, dude. Yo, bone I thugs, man. There I you go. Those words. Put them on tonight. Put them on tonight. <laughs> oh 
Oh my god, I'm so gonna do it. You know what? I can tell you right now, this is the best time for accessibility to this music. Oh my god, you don't have to go get a CD. You have yeah, to, oh no my doubt. Gosh, man, it's scratch. Who's Christmas? Who's Christmas? <laughs> I, I was putting something else in there. I left it on the side. Look at it. It's scratched. It's you owe me money. Oh my god, <laughs> yep. hilarious. It's funny because I tell our kids like. We had the best music growing up. It was like the best time. Oh yeah, yeah. not tech nine, uh, not they, tech nine. The other guy, six by nine, whatever. Oh, six by nine. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew, like, I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah. That they're was like, the guy. I don't know about that. Yeah, because we play some of the songs, and they're like, mm. <laughs> like you guys are soft. <laughs> are we talking about this? Is like the dopest shit ever. They're like, mm, no, <laughs> no. I'm oh, right. Fark said Royce to five nine two. Yeah, he's no, Royce, Royce can rhyme, man. Eminem's homie. Yeah, he but can rhyme, no doubt. He was five. I mean, there's so many, dude. Like, yeah, there then, are. I mean, I mean, Eminem was the top, but then you know, everybody else was really good too. There's so many. There's a lot, really yeah. But yeah, Bone Thugs, man. I'm glad I put that back in your head for you. There you go. I'm so happy you said that. Oh man, I'm gonna annoy the kids tonight. We're gonna go upstairs. I'm gonna have a plane so already. <laughs> already. They're never gonna know. I'm gonna put it on the Google Home upstairs. I'm just gonna do it from here. They're gonna be like, what is this? I'm gonna be like, oh, it's bone thugs, baby. <laughs> you gotta oh, learn today. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. You know oh, what? and NF. Yeah, sorry, we could stay on this. See, this is the problem. I, I like NF too. I I uh I think I like the way he speaks about things from the heart, NF. Um He's uh, he's evolved a lot in the last several years. And who? NF. He's a uh, he kind of came up as a he tried to be like a speed rapper, and then people blew him off as kind of like a knockoff Eminem for a while. Um, but he's 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 cr he creates like his own music. He's kind of got his own sound, but he's very like talks about struggles. He talks about depression, anxiety, family. Um, he talks about some serious stuff. It's a little different vibe, but he's he's really evolved into into someone pretty solid now i listen to him quite a bit too yeah that's dope that's yeah. dope yeah. i love when music hits those delicate subjects you know For because yeah. sometimes someone out there needs to hear that you know yep. and connect For sure. to some some of those lyrics well like that's yeah. what that's what music was for right like yeah. that's why it's like started was to like say something you that's know? the point like to, yeah exactly yeah. it's supposed to drive some emotion or, or kind of um, bring something to the forefront. And I think that's probably what we're saying is why I hate some of the rappers or, you know, metal groups, all music does it. That's just like meaningless, right? Like there's yeah, a lot yeah. of rock like that, like the rock you hear on the radio. It's just like, it's really simple music talking about nothing. And, you know, and it's just yeah. like, what, what is this? I can't listen yes. to this junk. <laughs> yes. It's true. We were, we actually, we were talking about uh, what's his name? What's that comedian? Uh, Dion Cole. Yes. Um, even when you think about like, even like the, like the love songs, like back in the day, right? Like they were like crazy, like good and like, like dramatic. Like he, what he said in the song, like I'll give you I'll the, give you the moon, moon, the, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like poetry, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then what does he say? He's like, He's nowadays like, they're like, I'll, I'll give you this dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's wild yo it's, it's true wild. though we used to offer things that we couldn't possibly give though like <laughs> it's so funny oh man it's so funny yo it's so funny all right <laughs> all right all right so let's let's move uh so those were the 
the um the deeper questions, right? So now let's move into some we have like a subset of funner, you know, more light, interesting questions. All right. Ready? Ready. All right. Let's go. (laughs) Sorry, answered myself. Um, (laughs) all right. So if you could travel back in time and meet one historical figure, who would it be and why? Oof. Wow. So the fun questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. And, and the funny thing about that question is, you know, I think at some point in time, we've all thought about that because, that, you know, like going back in time and where would you go and what time period? Um, I honestly don't know. Um, can I assume that there's a way to communicate with this person? <laughs> yeah, it's not yes. like you're a ghost. Like you just literally yes. go back in time and boop. You know, right you're there, right there in time. Uh, you know, Albert Einstein cracking the code. And you're like, hey, Albert, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, do yeah. that. <laughs> sure I think, um, at the end. <laughs> I, think uh, I don't know. There's two that came to mind, and I have no idea why. Um, one would be Winston Churchill, um, because um, I was brought up in an English family that lived through World War II. Obviously, Winston Churchill was, you know, kind of the the leader of England at the time. Big, you know, I don't have to go into that. Um, yeah. But that's always been like a historical figure for me that seemed interesting in his personal life. Like his actual personality seemed so counter to how he led from a very strong standpoint. He personally seemed rather weak at times. Right. Um, so I, I find that interesting. The other and this is really strange. I don't know oh, if anyone's quick, ever going to love that conversation real quick. It's like, hey, listen, Um how are you so good at leading when you seem like such a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> really Explain this to me. <laughs> sir. You got a frail and like <laughs> you survive. And how'd you do it? Yeah, That's like how do you thing. motivate people that way? You know what I mean? Like there's those people that can just stand in front of a crowd and motivate them you know like truly drive them and that's always been fascinating to me like i think that's cool um the other which like i said is i don't know if anyone's ever going to answer this but the other which is crazy is genghis khan (laughs) the the reason i say that is because like if you know the history behind him in that era is so crazy and to this day he is uh most well known they believe to have dominated or conquered the largest area, basically killed the most people, which is obviously horrendous, right? Um, but also fathered like the biggest kind of branch of people across the world. Um, branch of people. Yes, yes. Oh, so, um, so like there, there's like <laughs> if you go like into the history, there's like you know this this kind of like his genes have spread throughout the world because of how many children he had. Um, oh. So I, I. I I don't know. It. I just find strange. Do I know how like he that. got around like this? <laughs> how, how are you how doing this? You, like, how hydrated were you? <laughs> but I just think that's crazy, water, right? Like, how did you survive? <laughs> but he was like a bad. Like you talk about bad men in history. Like yeah, he's he's. If not uh, the baddest, he's way up there. And I just find that fascinating. Obviously, you couldn't just sit down and talk to him. That's why I was joking earlier. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I was going to say, like, are you going to try to meet him like on the battlefield? Or is, like, no, I'd probably have my head cut off or something, you know? But Was he murdered or did he just live his <laughs> old life and die? <laughs> um, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the full history on Gigas. But it, I'm well, telling it, you, it's... It, 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 
you got two chances, right? Like, <laughs> what, right before he's about to die, you're like, hey, listen, real quick. Just don't chop his head off. Guys, let me, let me, let me find you. out. Or when he's like old and frail and he's like, I lived a long life murdering a lot of people. These are all my children, 48 billion of them. And then you can talk to him there. No, that's dope, though. I like that. Genghis this, I got to tell you, I don't think anybody no. has answered this way. Mm -mm. This is great. See, this is why we like the question. So See, I, I was just quickly trying to look it up to make sure I'm not losing my mind. It is thought that he had hundreds of children. Um, it, it could be extremely high since he is thought to have around 500 secondary wives. Holy crap. 500 secondary wives. <laughs> Holy crap. That's a lot of bitches. So That's it said he's had, so here you go. He's had so many children that 16 million people can trace their ancestry to him. So, but wouldn't that make them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, how See, far now? Like the math. Oh no! It's see what I mean. It's weird, isn't it? Like, that's a lot of cross chromosomes in there. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know. It got yeah. messy. Yeah, it got yeah, it got real messy. Yeah. Holy so anyway, like I said, that I don't know why that popped in my head, but here we are. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. All right. All right. So All right. if you had to choose one superpower, what would it be and how would you use it? You know, as weird as it sounds, I've kind of thought about this from time to time. I, maybe we all do, and maybe I'm not so weird, or maybe I'm weird. I don't know. Um, I, I would say... It. Think about it right now. Um, <laughs> I would, I would say, um, either I always land on two, so this might be a bit of a cop out, but either invisibility mm. or uh, flight. Um, I think flight is just amazing because then you can just travel anywhere you want, you know, anytime you want, which is incredible. Um, Invisibility may be a little darker. Um, I think you could get some shit done for the benefit of people if you could be invisible. Um, you know what I mean? You can get the right people in jail, and you know what I mean? You could sort some things out in the world if you could be invisible. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Now, yeah. this is the question Are you naked running around invisible, <laughs> or does your power transcend to your clothing as well? Because I feel like you might get too close to somebody by mistake. <laughs> like I know, invisible, all of this has run through my head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you might be running and like accidentally get nut jabbed by mistake. Get, a, like, oh. get a get a little breeze. <laughs> this can go wrong real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I and like we can, we can hope that tell you. Yeah. See, you know what I'm saying? all you of this has run through my head. You know, these are concerns. <laughs> These are concerns. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is, uh, this is a good one, I think. If you had to sing a duet with Ooh. any singer, who would you choose and what song would it be? <laughs> wow. I'd probably choose two people so I didn't have to sing because I'm terrible at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Um, let's go with. Oh, man. Let me think about this for a second. 
I'm looking something up because I want to know if it's ever been done in a duo before. Um, all right, so I'll say uh, Piano Man by Billy Joel. Right. Which, uh, you know, a lot of people may not know. So Piano Man is a classic song, Billy Joel from the 70s. Um, You you probably know it if you heard it, if you don't know it off the top of your head. Um, But uh, it's all it's you know how you have those songs when you're drunk or you're high or, you know, whatever's going on. And you're kind of a party (laughs) and a song plays and you just kind of get excited because you're like, oh, this is my song right here. Um, Yeah. We all have a few of those, right? For whatever reason, I can't even tell you why. Piano Man is one of those songs for me. So it became like a running joke with me and my friends in our younger years when like we were at a bar or a party or something. And if I was drunk and there was a way to put music on somehow that I would play this goofy ass song, which, you know, in a party in a younger situation, Piano Man's a goofy song. Um, But I would play it and uh, just get everyone singing with me. So, yeah. Nice. That's dope. That sounds fun. That does sound fun. Right. Okay, right, cool, so if cool. you can swap places with any celebrity for a day, who would it be and why? Wow. <laughs> so you didn't know. You didn't know how no, you no, I haven't thought about that one because um, I, I have no, you know, no uh, want to be famous at all. I, I would find that very awkward. Well, that's why it's for um, a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a day, right? right? <laughs> just a day. A day in the life. You know, I, I don't know, so I'll just say uh, the first person that maybe came to my head is uh, Obama. Um, I think that uh, being an ex-president would be interesting just to see, you know, because you have access to all kinds of stuff that normal people don't. Um, and Obama just has this aura about him, you know what I mean? He He's beloved worldwide, and, you know, um, I would kind of be interested to see what um, that would be like for a day. And Obama got swag too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean he's just so, you know he's yeah, he's a G. Yeah. I just wonder, do they need money after like, like do people really ask you to buy things when you're the ex president? You're like, hey, <laughs> let me get a hot dog. Like, do they be like, yeah, it's three dollars? Or you're like, Mr. President, here, here. Yeah, I, I doubt he pays for a lot when he goes out. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Is it, is it my turn again? Yes. It is. Oh, okay. All right. You ready? If you won the lottery, what is the first thing you would buy or do with the money? But it's not, let's assume that you'll, you know, we know you're a good guy. You'll help everybody that you know and love and take care of everything and all that fun yep. stuff. Great. Selfish aims. <laughs> first thing you're going to do that doesn't benefit any other person in the world, just you. Selfish aids. This is what I want with my money. It's mine. Leave me alone. Go. Yep. You, I think you nailed it on that. Leave me alone. I'd be gone. Uh, you wouldn't hear from me again. Um, yeah, I think we joke about this, obviously. No, I think what I would do, I would buy um, I would buy land somewhere, probably in the Northwest um, here or somewhere in Europe, you know, depending on how much money we're talking about. Um, but buy land where I could build um, a lot of land. And I think what I would do is build a um, a very large garage because I would be buying collector's cars because I'm a car guy, like I said. Nice. Um, and on that land, I would also build a, um, a a pro like professional karting track. So the type of karting track they do to train race car drivers, 
Um, I'd love to have like my own track with carts and everything that I could race on anytime I want. Use oh, the G, Ains. All right. <laughs> I love that answer. Everybody's always tiptoeing. You were like, nah, I'm going to do me. Oh, you know exactly what you were yeah. going to do with this buddy. Oh, you're yeah. I've like, thought about I that have... plenty of times. No doubt. No doubt. Holy... You're like, I have I have different levels of this. If I get this much, I can do this. <laughs> what kind of money? Well, you took, are we out, talking you took about out the here? obvious one, right? Like, I would obviously, you know, buy land and houses, you know, and take care of everything. We, we joked in our family about buying buying what we call the compound right which is like buying land and building houses but spread out on the land so you can kind of be near yeah. each other oh, but have your awesome. own space you know that'd be fun oh that's dope yes that's what we want to do yeah that'd be nice i would love that yeah. yeah you know it's funny we have a i had a customer who they went ahead and they bought like three i think it was three or four like it was a short block but they first moved there and then over the years while their kids were young, they people started moving out ac like across the street and around, and they started buying the houses mm. for each one of their Smart kids. Move. So when the kids got older, the kids just moved. So they all they they like they own the block. There's like That's four, awesome. there's like three other houses on the block. That's really cool. Four of the houses that are not theirs, but it's pretty dope that they like the four houses are their house and then <laughs> three other kids. But I want to move away. You're staying here. <laughs> <laughs> you are not to leave right? this block, okay? <laughs> Never. <laughs> oh, my God. So, let me see. Let me ask you. If you could travel to any video game, all right? You love traveling. But now, yeah. you can travel to any video game. Any video game world, where would you go and what would you do there? Oh. Am I vulnerable like now? Like this is me. Like I would be in that world as me. Um, let's Ooh. say you're like you're not in the risk of being murdered. You're you you are at least <laughs> as strong as the character who is around who you. Who's in the game? Okay, <laughs> all right. No stranger um, danger in that world. <laughs> yeah, my my first two thoughts were like. It would be really cool to go to like uh, Witcher's world. Like I, I love medieval stuff. It's probably Ooh, yes, English yes. heritage. And then my other answer was cyberpunk. Like go to Night City because that would yes. be amazing to see like Night City in in real life. Um, but either of those are very dangerous places, you know. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think Night City. I'll say Night City. That'd be cool. Um, just City. to see what things are like, you know, fifty years from now, and um, to check out all the technology and the cars and you know all that stuff. What's the first thing you would want to do in there? Um, I don't know. Let's say, uh, let's probably one. Uh, so, are you familiar with the game? Oh yeah, love it. One yeah, okay. So uh, maybe like a high-end brain dance where you like, you know, yeah, you can experience say, something like yeah. Brain dance. Yeah, 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 that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. You know, we're not there yet in our current tech, so that'd be cool. No, no, no. But fifty. 50, what, 54 years? 54 years from now. <laughs> Let's see. We'll see. Oh, my God. All right. This is the final question here. Before the rapid fire questions will begin. Uh-oh. I'm staring at that eight. I've been staring at that eight all show. Like <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just gonna pause at five. I get better than eight. <laughs> no, it's funny. I 
we never put the bottom one. We always just had the top three. But because Jez earlier today got so low, <laughs> I felt like it would be a shame not to commemorate that. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's possible to to, to lose to Jez. Okay, I don't think it's possible. Um, but uh, that time's coming. All right. So this is the last one. If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? And by food, it's like a dish, right? Like what? Sure. Like, like if you were life sentence, you're going in the chair, they gave you one last meal, which one would you be able to eat forever? Yeah. Yeah. Probably shepherd's pie. Um, shepherd's Ooh, pie. Um, yeah. English family. I grew up literally meat and potatoes, you know, the old stereotype. Um, and I just love it. Um, so shepherd's pie is my thing. My wife makes it for me on occasion, especially, you know, uh, birthdays and stuff. I just love it. So, uh, give me a good shepherd's pie and I'll, I'm set. I don't need anything else. Are there, cause I'm not too familiar with shepherd's pie. Sure. Are there, are there quality levels of it? Like, is absolutely. It like, can you have like a crap shepherd's pie or like yes. a really good one? Yes, absolutely. So Do you have a favorite um, place or favorite person who makes it? My mom. Go figure, right? You, you always love your mom's cooking. It's just the way it is. Um, if she can cook. <laughs> <laughs> can't cook and you love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's true, too. That's true, too. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I promise I won't bore you too much with shepherd's pie history. We don't need that on the oh, show. But in, in America, we call everything shepherd's pie. That is like – so it's, it's basically ground beef. It's kind of like in a uh, gravy, if you will, in a bottom of a, uh, a dish. And then you layer it on top with like mashed potatoes. Um, it has usually peas in it. Um, some people sprinkle a little cheese on top and then you bake it all together. Um, if it's done well, it's spectacular. Uh, it can be done very poorly. In England or Europe, if you get shepherd's pie, it's actually made with lamb. Um, and they call um, uh, cottage pie is the one that's made with beef. But over here, because lamb is not, you know, really popular, we just use ground beef for everything. They call it shepherd's pie. So there you go. A little shepherd's pie. Which one do you, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer shepherd's? The uh, no, excuse me. Cottage pie. Uh, I don't like lamb really too much. Oh, you don't like lamb. No. Nice. Mm. So obviously there are different levels of it because I've made that for you. So many times, see money, and you're out here asking, "What's a shepherd's pie?" Listen, I don't know the names of things. You put food in front of me, and I eat it. Okay, it's you ain't getting it tonight. Listen, listen, I can't be held accountable for knowing names of things. All right, how am I supposed to know? All right, you made it. So it's delicious. Okay? So that's I even make it a Thanksgiving out. version one with a ground turkey and I use sweet potatoes on the top instead of mash. And oh, I've made idea. the Slappy Joe style of meat and then I put the potatoes on the top. I've made you so many versions of it, see, money. <laughs> Listen, they're delicious. I don't know the names of these, okay? <laughs> I have only so much space up here, okay? I don't know what I'm eating. I'm just happy you made it, okay? That's all. It's delicious. And I, I like the idea. Tonight. So I like know. the turkey and sweet potato <laughs> idea. I'm gonna try that. That's cool. It's I haven't so tried that. good. It is yeah. delicious. Okay. It is delicious. All right. Especially if you like sweet potatoes, because we love sweet. Oh, potatoes. You don't remember see money. You don't remember the <laughs> taste. Right? You never I had one before. The name. <laughs> the name. 
the name I didn't remember. I got you in I trouble here. Aid, what you do? On the last question, too. So close. So close. Oh, all right. That's how you payback with a rapid fire question. Oh, no. All right. Oh, man. You got this. This all is going to be. All right. All right. That was good. You ready? I, gotta uh, get I think ready so. Too. I hope so. Right. Don't mess this up, see money. I gotta, I, gotta, I, don't know, I gotta make sure this is a perfect place. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's let's set the uh, <laughs> let's set the mood. Gotta have the mood. The mood has to be right. Uh, don't make it too loud. Speak up. Oh. Speak clearly. All right. <sighs> you got this. All right. All right. All right. All right. Are we ready? I think we're ready. I hope one question is about Shepherd's Pie. I'm not the best executive. <laughs> <laughs> we're talk about all the variations of Shepherd's Pie. Talk about Shepherd's Pie, but throw something at you, see? He's got to be a shoe, a chancleta, right in the head. <laughs> all right. All right. As you can see over there, 19 to tie, 20 to win. Oh, Fonz is an OG. Yeah, Fonz is an OG. Fonz is an OG. 17 to get on the board, eight or lower to, to <laughs> get on the board too. Jazz, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, yeah. That's gonna the timer's gonna come on the screen. Don't it's let freak you out. All right, it's not even happen, looking. Right? All right, all right. Whew. All right, three, two, one. Favorite color? Blue. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Cartoon or live action? Live action. Favorite book or what's a book? I, I didn't hear it. Sorry. Favorite book or what's a book? <laughs> uh, what's a book? Favorite music artist? Current. Super salad. Soup. Favorite superhero? Wolverine. Favorite show as a child? Transformers. Country you've never been to but want to visit? Australia. Favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. Are you picky or go with the flow? Go with the flow. Halloween or Christmas? Halloween. Favorite sports team or what's a sport? LA Kings. Favorite fast food restaurant? Don't have one. Favorite game of all time? Witcher 3. Summer or winter? Winter. I wish that I didn't. That was his because he didn't I hear wish you I didn't with the last the other question. Uh, I wish I didn't miss hearing. All right, so if you didn't miss hearing, you would have gotten one more. Let's say one more and a half. Oh, I still would have been too short, but let's see. Let's yeah, see. there's no way I I top 19. I know that. I beat eight though. I think you did beat eight. You did beat eight. <laughs> let's see the actual result here. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so so close. So you successfully answered fifteen. Okay. Okay. So even if we didn't get the mess up, sixteen, maybe seventeen. But that was a good try. That was a that good was try. good. That you was did good. Jez. <laughs> That, yeah, I know. How how can you not answer those questions? How do you get eight? How's that possible? 
I'm gonna so have to go back and watch. Him, when we asked him favorite music artists, yeah, he completely <laughs> like just died. Like he was, just like, <laughs> he was like, oh, oh, so many. It was hilarious. Pick one. Yeah, the funny thing is, I should have said Bone Thugs, but it didn't pop in you my head. Said Bone Thugs. <laughs> that was perfect. What a perfect way. Oh man! Oh, All right. You did good though. You did really good. You did do good. You did Thank do good. You beat out Jazz. That's you all that matters. That's all and I needed boom. to do. Yeah. Y'all, you did and beat boom. boom. Okay. I beat Boom. So, okay. I think he, he. Well, he tied with Math because no. he didn't hear that other question. Yeah, but technically, and he answered right after the bell. I mean, he probably would have tied with Mav. Yeah, Mav had sixteen. Okay, Mav gets Mav gets beat all the time. Though. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have many wins, so this is important. <laughs> oh, oh man, that was that, that was, was awesome. Thank you was so fun. much. That was so yeah. dumb. All right, so uh, typically the way we kind of finish off the show is obviously we do love video games right games is our thing and this is why we're all here always so um do want to end with a little game talk see where your see where your head is with some of the stuff that's been going on sure obviously the biggest thing um that kind of happened for xbox is this deal finally went through Mm -hmm. right so i mean as far as you're concerned like i don't know I don't know where you stand with Activision Blizzard. Do, is this a is this a win for you personally, or do, do you have things that you feel like you're going to gain from this that you're excited about? Um, you know, anything in particular you're excited about from this deal? Um, yeah, I would say uh, on the surface um, doesn't have a big impact on me. Um, I'm not a big Call of Duty guy, um, and as I think we all know, right? Like Activision is just the past decade or more gone down the almost entirely um call of duty route i think blizzard interests me more i'm a big diablo guy um so that's really cool i think you know there's some really good people over there obviously rod ferguson mike yabara coming back under the xbox umbrella i think what i'm most excited about is probably many is really just possibilities i think that um you know what i've talked about on bigcast is there's a there's an awful lot that has to go on now I, i work in a big big company i've been through corporate mergers i've, I've been through this stuff right this is a big big merger and there's a lot of things that will have to go on and it'll take a long time for the true kind of fruits of this deal to be seen right um but what i'm most excited about potentially is just that that uh development power and technology knowledge right around uh what they've built with call of duty and that global presence what they've built at blizzard and being able to translate that to uh, either new IPs, returning IPs, or even some of the current Xbox IPs. You know, I'm a Halo stan. We joked about that at the start. And I would love, I've said for a long time, as I think others have, I really like if Halo is going to be your icon, and we know Chief is an icon, um, yes. why are you not funding it like an icon, right? Like build 343 out um, properly. And uh, properly is maybe not the right word, but you know what I mean. Like give them yeah, the. Yeah the rain like activision has done with call of duty maybe not as vast but at least allow them to kind of spread their wings a bit more there's so much more opportunity i think with with uh chief and halo as a universe and uh gears as a universe and i would love to see those things happen you know now that there's more development talent in-house um 
but I, I already liked the direction that Xbox was going, right? I really love their show in June. I love that they're they're really investing in their current studios, expanding those out, and the new IPs that they're developing. There's just it's a very very bright future, um, and the you know there's just a lot of superlatives you could throw around, but I'm excited to see how that all comes together uh, in time. Did you beat Diablo Four? Oh yeah, yeah. I reviewed it actually, so um, I I had already. I think by the time the game released, I had already nearly a hundred hours in it. Nice. And um, I mean, I was no lifing that game. <laughs> I was up to like you know three a.m. every night during the review period, and and then when it came out, played it through again with friends. So I think already over like three hundred hours in Diablo Four. Oh, um, you digging? Did you try the new season? I haven't tried season two yet. No, um, I am a new Halo seasons out. So yeah, I've mostly been playing that. Um, and I, I reviewed Forza as well. I'm a again car guy, so uh, I really yep. you know put a lot of time into Forza so far as well. So there's just so many games. Um, and, I, and my other passion is Souls games. And Lords of the Fallen came out, which is kind of like a you know a, a third party Souls game. So I've really been enjoying those right now. That's awesome. Now, didn't that one have the thing with Xbox where they were like, oh, we have to kind of fix it later? <laughs> it was, uh, so they, yeah, the review period was rough. So our reviewer and Travis on BitCast for IGN was reviewing it for IGN as well. Um, and the review period was like atrocious, like su super technical issues. They had a patch on release day. They had a patch the day after release. So they had two patches back to back and they've had two cents in last week. So they fixed it up pretty quickly, but that those initial couple patches were like a day or two late. But they got X they got Xbox out, I think, within a day. So okay. it it was like it was something like a day later than PS5 and, and PC. It wasn't much longer. Did yeah, you get into Starfield? Yeah, I did for a while. And then I <laughs> so I, I had like 40, I think I'm 40 to 50 hours in, and then I reviewed Phantom Liberty for Cyberpunk. So I got oh. the code for Phantom Liberty, and I love Cyberpunk nice. to death. So yeah, I just I, oh, cyber, I, I disappeared. I want to play so badly, dude, but I'm loving Starfield, and I don't want to. I want to be able to give my all. To of course, Cyberpunk. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. have to. I have to wait. Oh my god! I want. <laughs> See, money doesn't <laughs> dabble around with the games. That's the good that though. That can be good. Not because like if my I problem is I dabble. Yeah, I was going to say my problem was I had nearly 50 hours in Starfield. And I was enjoying my time. And then I got the code started, you know, obviously on a timeline for a review period. Right. So I, I got back into Cyberpunk and they're very different games, even though they're both big, huge yeah. RPGs. They're, they play very differently. So then I got that. And then there's something else I reviewed. It's been a very busy time. And, you know, now I'm like five more games have released and it's like I've got to try and find time to get back to Starfield. But to your point, I don't want to just do it casually. I want to make sure I have time to really get fully back into it. So it's always just so managing about time. Back in the day with games, one or two will release a year, right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, you know, but do you feel a little overwhelmed with the amount of games that we keep getting? Yeah, a little bit. Um, more so that um, more so from a coverage perspective, just because of running the site. So you yeah. know, we're we're we've done a ton of reviews this year. It's been great, but trying to manage all that, figure out 
because we're not big enough to where we'll get codes for anything, right? So it's like, are we going to yeah. get a code? When are we going to get it? Sometimes you get codes late, like a day before release, right? And then it's like, oh, God. okay, wow. what are we going to do now? You know, figuring all that out. But I, I feel like a pressure and an onus to cover games and be able to talk about them, right? Like, yeah, I don't want to go on a big cast and have multiple games have release and be like, oh, I haven't played any of them, you know, because that's just, yeah. you know, I feel obligated yeah, yeah. to be able to speak to the games intelligently. Um, but to your point, that makes it hard because there's just so many, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Alan Wake's coming out on Friday, which is a big one for our audience, big one, you know, for me as well. And it's like, well, I'm going to have to get in and play it actively on Friday and Saturday so I can talk about it on Sunday. But that, yes. again, then means I'm not playing anything else, right? It just takes away from everything. So, and it's a, that cycle just repeats. <clears throat> Nonstop really now. It really <laughs> yeah. does. What... How do you feeling about um about PlayStation and everything that's been going on with it now? You know, obviously Jim Ryan's out. We just got that big news. Connie is yeah, for all intents and purposes, if we believe David Jaffe and his sources, um, you know, she's out. Um, and you know, they obviously they brought in a Sony, you know, the Sony guy to run PlayStation for now, mm -hmm. you know, supposedly for now. Yeah, in terms I mean, we're yep. Yeah, in interim, yeah. I mean, where do you kind of see going on right now with PlayStation? I mean, do you feel um, like, do you feel concerned? Because I, I feel like ultimately that's kind of where I am. I mean, where where do you kind of see the outlook on what's happening? We don't have a roadmap, any of this stuff. Like, what, what do you kind of see with PlayStation going on? Right now? Yeah, it's a weird time. Um, talked a lot about this. And, you know, um, I, it, it's interesting because you have the PlayStation out there that, you know, it, I say this all the time, like it's easy, especially in America, to underestimate how big PlayStation is. Their brand power globally is monstrous. It's on yeah, another yep. level. Um, so you have that and you have the PlayStation 5 selling like hotcakes, right? I mean, it's just blowing the doors off in terms of sales from a console perspective. And their they're, they're big first party releases, just like we saw with Spider-Man this week, right? Do extremely well. Um, but then you have this other kind of perspective, which is, you know, the, the past two years, I'd say, maybe since the PS5 era, the Jim Ryan era, they, they've been less customer focused. It's starting to feel just anecdotally like the PS3 era again, where it's like, yes. we're the powerful brand. Therefore, we can do we have more leeway to do what we want to do because our fans are going to stick with us. Um and as someone who, again, you know, grows up playing on everything, loves to play on everything, um, that annoys me, right? Because it's like, well, no, that that's it. We, we've seen it. PS3 happened, Xbox 360 punched Sony in the mouth, right? Then Xbox got cocky yep. and PlayStation 4 punched Xbox in the mouth. And, and now it just feels like it goes back and forth. And it's like, can't you yeah. guys stay focused on being customer <laughs> focused? You know, just get it right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it is a weird place. And I, I, you know, I also feel it's strange that we don't have a roadmap. Um, one thing we've consistently had from PlayStation over the past several years is un an understanding of what's coming and an excitement for what's coming, at least in the near future. And I don't feel like we have that right now. We know, obviously, Wolverine's coming down the line from Insomniac and Spider-Man 2 seems to be hitting very, very well. Um, but I don't know what's next. And I I'm not a I'm not a superhero guy. I'm not I'm not yeah. playing Spider-Man. Yeah. So, you know, that being their only big release for me, just, you know, there's really nothing out there for me at the moment. So um, I, I, I don't think I'm too dissimilar, right? I think that's how a lot of people are kind of feeling right now. It's like it, it's, it, there's a little confusion and it feels like a little 
um, ambiguity around what PlayStation is doing and where they're heading. And we know, you know, I, I dive into the financials. I'm kind of a geek that way, you know, into the companies and everything. So we know where their investments are and they're investing heavily in um, di- um, uh, live service, right? And mobile and these other yep. things. Not that it's taking away from their single player investment, um, but we haven't seen any fruits of that. They've been talking about that for a while now. Those investments were marked out last year from yeah. the fiscal year prior, right? So it's like, and now we know Last of Us has apparently, according to all sources, been canceled, right? The multiplayer. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I um, I won't say I'm concerned because they have brand power and revenue and the ability to move things at a level in the gaming industry that is... Um, that is uh, almost unmatched, but um, it definitely feels weird. And I, I hope yeah. they don't lose sight of what made PlayStation great through the years. The other thing I would say, and not to stay too long on this, but we talked extensively on last week's Bitcast about this is I also feel like PlayStation first party since the PlayStation four era has kind of lost a bit of, or maybe gained identity, but lost creativity. Mm-hmm. So um, the games just start to feel uh, samey to me. Yes. Um, and, you know, having grown up in the era where they were always experimenting and you get things like Jack and Daxter and then Resistance and all yeah. these different things, you know, I love that. And I love all kinds of different game experiences. Um, and the, the you know, it's been joked about, obviously, by many people that the third person adventure kind of has to have cinematics and focus on character building. Some of that I like, but when it's every game and it's, you know, injected in the games that don't really need it. Um, that doesn't do it for me. So, um, but on that last point, I think I'm in the minority because, you know, when they do come out with those games, they get rated high and they sell like crazy. So I don't know, maybe it's me, but yeah, it's not just you. <laughs> yeah, no, it, we're it, confused it, here too. Yeah, it, it is crazy because, like, even like on. I feel like when the PlayStation 4 came out and all of these games got like their first, you know, run through and it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Look at God of War. Wow. So unique. So different. They did something. Kind of changed the dynamic of what that first party look was. Yeah, exactly. And then like uh, Spider-Man 2018, it was like, oh, wow. Like this was their first one. And like, oh man, look at how great this is. Like, this is all cool. And then I feel like they hit that and they were just like, okay, that's it. We're just doing this. This is our blueprint now. Yeah. yeah, and then Ragnarok was like the safest type of, you know, sequel that you can get. Like I, I couldn't even like Ragnarok is my biggest high- gaming disappointment in probably the last year, Dude, eighteen months. It was so repetitive. I, it's so crazy. I couldn't even finish it. Like I just played it. I played it for a while. I tried, and then it's just like, like I was like, what am I even doing, bro? Like I already did this, and nothing about this is making me feel like, oh my god, I I must get, get through this and see what's coming on the other end. Like, yeah. The story was like blah, like it wasn't crazy special. Like that first one was so special the way they made it, and it I felt like I had a purpose, you know. Yep. This was just like the purpose is to make me spend seventy more dollars to buy another game <laughs> got of war in the box. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's what it was. And then I mean, look, Spider Man. I have you know we. Well, I got the the console. <laughs> I got to collect the 19 inches of Venom is behind Doodle back there, um, and it's like. Like, I got the stuff because I'm excited for it, but it's like, I was so let down with the fact that it's really, like, the fact that they just kept it in the same place and just, just like, built out the world, like, gave us other boroughs. Like, I don't want that. 
make me a there. new game. Yes. Spider-Man goes to different places. <laughs> get out of there. Let's get a new game somewhere else. But no, it was more the same. You know, I was on Boom Show earlier and he's saying, you know, I haven't started yet, but he's like, I, you know, I've I've put out like 48 fires. I've, you know, took out this many ambulance, you know, delivered this many people to the ambulance. It's like, it's just all like the same rinse and repeat. Like it's all just the same. Like they like they're I feel this is the thing. Like I know you were saying, like they're in you're not too worried about them. And I and I and I and I get that, but I also feel I am a little worried because I feel like I feel like the PlayStation that we knew never went up against Microsoft. They went up against Xbox, yeah. right? Yeah. For sure. But they yeah. never went up against Microsoft. And with the amount of money that Mike and we heard just from I think today that it, it came today. out, Satya literally said that yeah. we're doubling down. Like, yeah, this is not a you know a little thing for us. We are going in this. So I don't know what doubling down means, but if you double what they spent, <laughs> they spent $80 billion in three years. So <laughs> if they're doubling down, I'm I'm a little concerned because, I mean, as much as Sony has the money, they don't have the money, right? Like, they don't have big boy money. They need a they, sugar daddy. They're big <laughs> amongst the small, but they're not big amongst the titans, right? Of like course. Microsoft yeah. is a titan, right? So... Yeah. You know, I just feel like I feel like when you see Jim leave, you see, you know, and I say leave, but get let out <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and Bonnie, you know, obviously something's going on in the same boat because then her team left. I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, like and then you start thinking about, again, the corporate dude coming in. They didn't put somebody up as an interim from within PlayStation, which would make the most sense to do. Right. Somebody who is already knows this business because they've been doing it like a Herman Hulse or something. Even you put him in as, as an interim, right? Cause he's running ready. He's running first party. Right. So run everything else um, for a little while, but no, they went completely outside. They got the, the second in command in of Sony to come run PlayStation, come run PlayStation. Right. Yep. And my thing is we all know that PlayStation essentially is Sony at this point, right? Like that's their biggest, you know, bread and butter. Like that's where, like big part of their revenue stream. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think you know Jim had to to stop that deal from happening, and since he didn't, that's why he's out. But I think they're just afraid, and I'm worried that they're gonna go down this games as a service road, and it's not gonna be pretty because games as a service is not something that you could just make and people love and of you course. have success. It can the game can get backfire. 10 out of 10, and then yeah. nobody plays it going forward because they played it for a little bit and they got bored and they moved on. Yeah. Right. So, like to like Microsoft did it, the Xbox did it smartly, right? Like they came out with one with, with what bleeding edge that didn't do great, right? But then you know, you got they tried with Sea of Thieves, it found a small audience, they cultivated it and it grew into something bigger, right? Grounded, same thing. Like they've worked on this stuff, but they have the kind of the money and the resources to kind of do that mm -hmm. where I feel, you know, we've been hearing from since Sean Layden was leaving where he was saying that those big budget games are not sustainable. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's like, if he's already doing that, right. If he's putting that out there, 
And now you see them pivoting. I don't, I'm not saying necessarily away from, from the uh, single-player games, but definitely trying to broaden away from it to, to try to hit something that will be recurring revenue for them. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're afraid, and I feel like they're going to start making like decisions out of desperation rather than from something that they're actually Tactical. behind. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were yeah. behind one of the, the games of service they were making – like a, a like they were saying, okay, this is going to be the game we push because this has a great idea and it's going to be amazing. That's yep. one thing, but they're doing so many. They're basically telling you that they know that these are not all going to be successful, and they're hoping that one of them is. So you know, you're screwed if you happen to like one of the ones that doesn't get actually successful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> drop those and just focus on whatever one actually hits. I don't if know. any. Yeah, I feel it's like- it, it's risky. Um, and I, I, my guess, and obviously we're speculating, right? But my my speculation would be that they felt this was the route to go because you know if you look at the biggest money makers in the industry, right? It is your Call of Duty, it's your Fortnite, it's your it's your massive live service games that also generally have a mobile component, right? Um, yeah. And so they they want to play in that space, and I'm sure that direction was decided a few years ago. But as we joke about all the time, getting in the live service uh, is much more challenging than nearly everyone realizes or they learn it the hard way. Um, And it's a saturated market now. Um, As you said, you know, we kind of joke that there's so many live service games and there's so many games that you can play every day. Um, I play Halo several days a week, right? I don't play another shooter regularly because of that. And nothing's going to top. I mean, I'm a Halo guy, so nothing's going to take right. that away from me. But um, <clears throat> like, it doesn't really matter what Call of Duty comes out with because that doesn't just it doesn't play the same for me. Whereas vice versa, tens of millions of people play Call of Duty every day. That's where their focus is going to be. And Activision has perfected keeping people engaged in that ecosystem. Right. So yeah. there's other games in that same vein, just like you're saying that. Um, you know, you can come out with a great game, it can hit, but there's so many more things that go into a live service game and keeping people engaged long term versus just initially. Um, you look at something like Knockout City, a smaller game, but fantastic game, played the hell out of it when it launched, right? And it just, it had 10, however many million players and it was really doing well. And within two years, it's dead because it's just, yep. it can't maintain, right? And the cost to maintain and the return on investment there is very challenging. So I would imagine that Sony is doing some soul searching right now to not only find the leader that they believe can take PlayStation into the future, but how they're going to balance the the once of three, which is you've got people like us who are calling for PlayStation who want varied experiences. You have the reality of a mass market appeal of their releases like Spider-Man and God of War. Um, but then you have the reality of the market and the reality of the market at the end of the day is what's going to dictate success. Um, and they're probably trying to figure out how they navigate those waters like any other company's doing really, but it's definitely in a place now that feels less certain than it has in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like there's a chance that they get bought by your Amazons or apples of the world? Um, I mean, I'd say there's always a chance, you know, you, you separating, as you rightly said, separating PlayStation from Sony 
now is is would be very tough. Obviously, there's regulations that I don't even fully understand around. You know, it's a, a Japanese business as well. There's things that go into that. Um, what that would look like, I honestly don't know. I could certainly see it. Um, I mean, the Amazons, the Apples of the world, the Googles of the world. Although Google, who knows that they want to play in space anymore? Let's keep Google um, away. <laughs> no, I know, but they're like you know they're they're they have the money, right? The the revenue and the profitability is there, um, and the infrastructure is there to support it. In theory, um, I could see that down the line, but I don't know. I think that would be my guess. Would be that would be uh, either hostile. If it happens, you know, in the near future, um, by near future, I mean years uh, or long term where the the realities of the market set in and the players become too big, um, where the PlayStation brand continues and the games continue. But that may evolve from a delivery standpoint. Right. I think that's what we're going to see in some spaces. Nintendo, I think, has done an excellent job of carving out their own niche um, where they, you know, they retain high profitability and their nintendo's audience will die for them um so they retain that kind of uh even though it feels antiquated to a lot of us um from a global perspective it works extremely well um i think playstation is in that same spot today but it feels more fleeting than nintendo uh if that makes sense no 100 percent. no i i i definitely agree with that do you how do you feel on the outlook of the rest of this generation um, as far as market position, right? So Sony is, you know, uh, top dog in, in that respect. Obviously, Nintendo, Nintendo is the real top dog, but I'm talking about as far as yeah. um, between the two of them, right? You got Sony, then you got Microsoft, right? So do you feel like by the end of this generation, there's a chance for that scenario to flip or do you feel like playstation is just too big no matter what they release you know it's it's no matter what xbox brings no matter what onslaught comes from xbox no matter how many bangers <laughs> they released every year from now to 2028 there's no chance of them and i don't mean i don't mean necessarily to be clear i'm not talking about console sales Right. That's what so, I was going to ask. Yeah. What are we referring yeah, to specifically about, here? I'm talking about the Xbox ecosystem, right? Becoming, yeah. whether that's console, whether that's Game Pass, right? As long as you're giving money to Xbox on a normal <laughs> basis. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, there's there's several ways to look at that um, that is generally measured today. So, you know, engagement is one of the largest, right? So that's what you call your MAUs, right? Your monthly active users. So that's how many Which people are engaging. They would already be, uh, Technically, they were yeah, they're already in that space, right? If you look yeah, at how many people log into Xbox Live and play a game in the Xbox ecosystem, because PCs included, right, natively. Yeah, you have like um, Minecraft. Now, yeah, Minecraft and I actually now. I actually didn't even know that Roblox was not on PlayStation until a couple weeks ago. Like that was yes. crazy to me. Yes. That was yep. nuts. Um, but. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, in that space, they're already there, right? If you talk about revenue, obviously now factoring Activision Blizzard, that takes on its own conversation, right? Um, so they're 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 there already. Um, then you start to talk about profitability, and profitability is always hard because profitability is it, it sometimes it's looked at too statically, 
and you're not factoring in the level of investment or where your you know your money's being played. Um, so that one's really tough to to kind of speak on from the outside. Uh, I spoke a couple of weeks ago around like be careful. I, I just said this out loud, but be careful talking about profitability because you don't we don't have all the context of where their investments lie and you know what what yeah. that looks like. So that's tough. I I guess the short way to answer your question is I definitely think that Xbox in the traditional ways we would measure or not traditional, but the current ways we would measure um, healthiness of an ecosystem will play in the same or even broader space in PlayStation by 2028, which is when we expect the next Xbox, according to those documents. Um, okay. That is due to a number of factors, right? Game Pass being one of them. Obviously, the Activision Blizzard deal changes things dynamically. Um, their ability to reach users from a technology technology level is far more advanced than PlayStation, where Xbox struggles today, as we talked about, is just brand power in other global regions. And obviously, they're working hard on that. You know, they have been for some time. That's not an easy thing to fix. You can't just go out and just say, hey, we're, we're big here now, right? Um, yeah. It takes an awful long time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to be number one here now. Okay, done. Um, so, you know, it's that's the toughest part for them is overcoming that. And I think there's just regions in the world, at least from what I've kind of seen and read up on, that Nintendo and PlayStation have just been around so long and have a stranglehold in the sense of uh, notoriety. It becomes very tough because even though we look at Xbox here as a 22-year-old brand, and it is, or, you know, 23, depending on when you want to talk about it, um, for a lot of countries globally, it's not right. It's a brand they're only just starting to hear about. And so if you've grown up with your families and your children and those ecosystems that have lived in PlayStation and Nintendo and know nothing about Xbox for two decades, just Xbox coming in and saying, oh, hi, we're another player here. Um, you know, there's a lot of groundwork that you have to build. You don't have that foundation. So it takes a very long time. So very long winded answer. I apologize. But I think the short answer is they have a lot of work to do from a brand, global brand recognition standpoint. Obviously, they know that better than anyone, and they're working on it. I think they're doing a good job, but that takes time. In terms of monthly active users, definitely Game Pass subscribers as that continues to ramp up, especially now. Um, and with the uh, revenue and the, just the kind of first-party spend from a brand perspective in terms of development power, I mean, it goes without saying, right? Activision Blizzard... That was already on kind of an upwards trend, but AB changes that immediately. Did you ever think that Nintendo will sign a 10-year deal with <laughs> Xbox? No. And no. What do you think that means? Like, do you think Game Pass will come to Nintendo? Like, do, do you have anything that you feel will come of it? It's funny you bring that up. Um so no joke, I, I'd have to go back and look when I wrote it. I want to say like 2019, maybe 2020. There's an article on SG and I kind of got known in the Xbox community because I was writing more in-depth articles about what Xbox was doing strategically only because I have a 25-year career in a big company working in technology space. So I'm I'm familiar, you know, I, I have a little more kind of insight into the, the reasons why some things go on uh, than I would say than some. And one of the articles I wrote featured a switch with the Xbox logo on it. And the reason I wrote that is around what would it mean for Xbox to lay the foundation at the time from a technical perspective to put something like Game Pass on a switch. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that um, 
I think that, yes, the short answer is yes, I could see that happening. I think that the people I've spoken to at Xbox, um, and I've been very fortunate to speak with, you know, several of kind of that leadership. Um, obviously, they, they're very good about not saying anything specific, right? Um, oh, but yeah. the sense you get is that there's definitely an appetite to put Xbox and that ecosystem in front of as many people as possible. And I think that people should come to grips with that, right? Like Xbox's priority is getting people to log into Xbox Live. Doesn't matter where you are, phone, console, PC, doesn't matter. And to play Xbox games. And if that, if Nintendo requires their ecosystem to have a Nintendo device to do that, so be it. I don't think I don't think that's going to bother Xbox because at the end of the day, they're not concerned that you bought a Switch. You're going to buy a Switch anyway. But if yep. you're buying a Switch and now you're logging into Xbox and hey, you just subscribed to Game Pass or you just bought Forza uh, on a Switch or you know some variation of that with the cloud processing, um, Xbox is just increasing their revenue stream and their visibility. And there's you know there's probably some calculations. I guarantee you, there's spreadsheets out there showing what that conversion rate would be and what i mean by that is someone who only knows of nintendo only plays on the switch but now you have a game pass subscriber that you wouldn't have had before because they weren't really aware of xbox or or cared to buy a series x or yeah. you know don't want to play on a mobile phone like i i hate playing on mobile phones i'm, I'm old school i i just don't enjoy it so i'm never going to access xbox that way but someone else you know if you're going to only play on mobile phones and you're especially on the global presence you want to log into xbox um, and subscribe to Game Pass. That that's the play, because then you have all the people like us who are gonna buy your merch, or we're gonna buy your console, we're gonna play on PC. We're your hardcore Xbox ecosystem players, and we're gonna be there no matter what. But the people who may only play on a Switch today, if you can get them on Xbox as well, Xbox I use in quotes. Um, yep, it's a huge play, huge play. So since you feel this way, do you feel that that contract was signed under the understanding that we will be getting a much more powerful switch? Um, potentially, I, I, I would assume that would have played some role in it. Um, I, I've talked before. It's funny. I, I very fortunate again, not trying to name drop, I, I promise. But in June, we went out to dinner with uh, Jason Ronald. And I've talked to Jason offline. Super good dude. If you don't know Jason Ronald, he's the head of hardware for Xbox. He's awesome. Um, and me and several of the community members um, sat down and had dinner with him. And of course, people, you know, some people were asking him like, well, you know, are you going to make this? And, you know, he's very guarded about things. But what I would say is that um, I've told people before that they build seven to ten years out. So they already know what's coming in 2030. I can promise you. We saw the literally... we, we saw the leaks. <laughs> yeah, well, now, exactly, right? So they're, they're building that far out, and they know, like, I remember when PS5 and Series X were coming out, and it's like, well, they don't know what Xbox Series X is going to be, like Sony does. I was like, I promise you they do. Like, trust me, like, those deals were made years ago, and there's yeah. plenty of people working in this space that – you know, with these technology companies that know the tech that's coming and what to expect. So I, again, long-winded answer, I tend to do that, so sorry. But um, I would say that Xbox absolutely knows what to expect out of the next Nintendo hardware. And I think combining that with what they've already laid the foundation for on the Switch with the cloud, because you can play games on the Switch that the Switch can't run, right? Using yeah. cloud today, that's only gonna expand further. Xbox can obviously help them with that, the Azure, 
server base is, you know, second in the world in terms of uh, global presence from a cloud uh, computing standpoint, only to AWS. And I've talked a lot about that. That'll just continue to expand. So I guess the short answer was yes, but a little more context for you. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's, that's, that's a great answer. Now, no, I see. Quick, quick question, because you um, you brought it up. So that that leaked document that we got yeah. that showed us the next, you know, all the way to 2030, yeah. the plans, right? First of all, thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs> was I'm so sure Jason, when he saw that, was flipping out. I would be. That's for sure. So the the thing I would say for me was I was so excited when I saw what their um, the end game is for the Xbox as far as having that hybrid console where you have you know local power, but it's all supplemented by the cloud. They've been Which, working towards that for a long time. Yep, and everybody made fun of them about the power <laughs> of the cloud and yep, all this yep. stuff. And even as usual, know, Microsoft announces stuff too early. That's the problem. That's their, yeah. their yep. biggest problem. Yeah, but at least this one they stuck with. Where the other thing—that's <laughs> true. That's true. That's, that's their other biggest problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so definitely, definitely happy with that. Um, <laughs> but man, you know when we saw that Crackdown three demo with like, yep. You know, I remember seeing it and they showed you how many Xboxes were going online to help yep. power that thing. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It's the future. Then they walked everything back and, and everything went to crap. Um, <laughs> but now, do you feel like if they do this, theoretically speaking, do you think that this could be the last console that we can have that's physically made out in these streets <laughs> i um it's kind of funny you bring this up i swear because i did a video last year called uh will these be the last consoles and i literally dive into this subject um nice. i think that um i think in theory the next console could be the problem i see is that the acceleration of uh infrastructure support globally is slower in regions than I think was originally anticipated. So while the U S and, you know, major parts of Europe and, you know, other regions could support, um, being a online focused application driven console, right. Uh, gaming experience. The problem is there are still so many regions that just can't, um, and I think those regions, it's kind of like you're playing to the lowest common denominator, right? You can't get rid of the console until there's a region, until all regions don't need a console. Um, mm -hmm. Now, obviously, there will be an ROI calculation to say, you know, what's our cost benefit of doing X, Y, and Z? Because building a console costs literally billions of dollars, billions. Um, it is a ridiculously expensive um, expenditure for a company of time and money and resources. Um, so I told you, I, I go long-winded on these things because I always that's like right. to give context. That's, that's <laughs> the way we like the answers. Um, so I, I, the short answer is that is, that is, I'll say this, that is the direction. And I, I won't name a name because he told me this, I think in confidence, but someone who was at Xbox, who's no longer, has talked to me about the goal is to get to a console list future. 
It, it just is. Yeah. Now, what Phil has promised, right, is that for the people who continue to want consoles, we will be there. And I, I appreciate that greatly. And I think he's being sincere about that. I think where that line comes together is when they can offer an experience console that will match the experience of having a console, right? Yeah. What that date is, I don't know. I just think it's it's further on the horizon than I think they initially planned for. I think they initially planned for the Series X, this generation, being the last console generation. Um, in fact, yeah. I've heard that almost word for word. Obviously, like yeah. I just said, the acceleration of that point is slower globally than I think maybe it was anticipated. And so um, yeah. I think we'll probably get another console into the next decade, but I there will be there will come a time where we won't. So that being said, I don't know if you saw, but today uh, somebody put, I guess there was like an interview with CCN or CCN, this company put up a, a, an article that says that Sony said that the PlayStation 5 might be the last console that they make. Now, I, I didn't see the article. I, I don't know who CCN is, but they supposedly, that's their headline hmm. of the article, says, um, let me see, I, over here, I didn't go, I didn't look at the article. Is this a, a like a content creator or some site or? Uh, so Nico Mueller, he's not the one who wrote it, but he put it up and it says CCN is the name of the company. Joseph Young was the dude who wrote it. Oh, this is, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's old. So I don't know why it, maybe somebody just put it up. See what happens. You got to look at the dates on things. These glasses, these are prescriptions. All right. And I can't see. They too are. Well. And this says September 23rd, 2020. It oh, says Sony yeah. admits five could be its last console. Yeah. So um, this goes back to what cool. I was saying, right? That I'm telling you, the plan was there for this generation to be the tail end of consoles, but I, I just don't yeah. see it happening. It's the goal. Yeah. That's that's probably it, why Sony has signed that deal with Microsoft to try to use the cloud and stuff, maybe to set up a future where they can. There's only three players cloud. in the cloud. Um, there is Google, Amazon, and Microsoft, and they own like something like 85, 90 percent of cloud processing globally. Um, and Google is a a pretty distant third. Uh, behind Microsoft and and AWS, um, Azure, you know, and AWS. Yeah. Um, so it's that's just the fact of the world. Yeah, um, and and that is a huge focus for Microsoft, just as it is Amazon. They know the power they have in that, and the market share they have in that, and they there's more resources and money being spent than you can imagine for them to continue yeah. to have that power. Yep. Now it makes more sense for Amazon to buy PlayStation, right? Yes, that's <laughs> yes. exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> Holy yeah. hell, if Amazon buys PlayStation, then PlayStation's plan is now complete because they have the power <laughs> to actually use a cloud and they don't have to stress about it. That's wild. Well, <laughs> listen, this was really, really fun, Ains. I really it was seriously it was a blast. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this with us. It was super dope. I love getting to know you because I I've seen your stuff and I've never got to, to interact with you too too much. So this is 
this was a, a, a awesome way to kind of meet you and, and have this discussion. This was really dope, man. You're so fun. Such a cool person. I want to thank you, your wife and your children. Time is so valuable for you to come and spend this time with us. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for allowing us to get to know you better and for coming to hang. No, thank you guys. That's that's very nice. I appreciate that. Um, I told you I don't take compliments well, so I'm just gonna move <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's been it's been a blast. I've had a fantastic time. Um, thanks for reaching thank out. I know it took us a little while to get here, um, yeah. just because of dates and times. Um, honestly, I had a fantastic time. So thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Um, I hope we get to engage more in the future. Um, yes. And yeah, um, it's uh, it's been great. So. Uh, I, I'm I'm very happy. I got above eight. I'm good there. I'm very happy eight. that uh, that uh, you know I got bone thugs in back in your head. You be boom. You All right, don't be thugs. modest. Got, okay, I'll DM I'll DM boom here shortly and let him know. Um. <laughs> so he has to get another tier. <laughs> but uh, he thought he was in the clear earlier today, but now it's he's gonna still hear it. It's poor guy. Nice, um, nice. Um, but no, it's it's been great. Thank you. Good, man. I'm so glad, man. Obviously, most of the people who, who are here uh, know you very well and came to see you. But for the off chance that somebody sees us and they don't know who Ains is, where do we find you? <laughs> Sell your brand, my man. Let us know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I go by Ains everywhere. Um, it, it, unique name. So you can find me, Ainsley. Um, season gaming, I would just say you can find everything there. So uh, it is a fully kind of featured outlet nowadays. So obviously, we have the site. On the site, you can find all of our reviews, our articles, uh, obviously the podcast, um, the channel, and everything like that. Um, season Gaming on YouTube as well, and Season Gaming on all your social medias. Um, so, um, And then the BitCast is our weekly show. So that is me, Dan Rodriguez, who's someone that's been part of SG for years now. Um, Hogue Law, Rick Hogue, who I think many people know in the community, right? Um, and then Travis, who uh, reviews for IGN as well, Ty Guy Travis. So it's a... It's a good group of four. We have a lot of fun over there on BitCast, and there's a lot of knowledge between just gaming experience and, you know, Hogue being the lawyer and um, uh, Travis having insight from IGN because they get 800 codes to every game that ever releases. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a good mix of guys, and we have a lot of fun over there. So that's Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern um, live show. We're actually on the two hours before Iron Lord. So a lot of people kind of watch us and watch Iron Lord. Um, nice. So swing by, hang out with us. We have a good time over there. Other than that, uh, just any support uh, for SG is is awesome, and I thank you. And uh, once again, just a final thank you to you guys. It's been been absolute uh, blast tonight. Thank you, oh, man. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, brother. Make sure you guys go. All the information is in the description as well. So it's very easy to follow him and to follow his uh, channel, Season Gaming. It's it's all in there. So someone told me to drop a few bars before I go. I'm not the guy to do that. That's for You're sure. Rapper? You don't want... No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I will appreciate good rap. You don't want to hear me try and rap. No, no. Oh my god, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well. Uh, let's do our little housekeeping before we get out of here. Uh, just a reminder. <laughs> Paid, uh, sorry, uh, YouTube will not let us monetize right now. So if you had a desire to help support the channel in any way, please consider joining our Patreon. It is linked right up at the top of the chat. It's also in the description. And it's also scrolling down on the bottom of the screen. 
and you will be joining our good friends of the channel. Um, it's, it's the scroll wheel is taking too long. Mr. Joanna Dark. <laughs> I know we got Mr. Joanna Dark. <laughs> Bonto, sir. Uh, Isaac Hayes. 85. 85. Zachary McCoy. And Sith Lord, Sith baby. Lord. Thank you guys there so you much. I think I, I think I Good got stuff. them all. Yes. Thank you you got them all. You see how he takes the credit? Just check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so happy? You see how she just turned it on me? I didn't do that. Oh my god. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and then also just remember, guys, we are not done for the week. Thursday, it's a big day for us. We have our end of October gaming block party. And we're going to be having five guests join us on our gaming podcast. You nice. have our man, King David. You have Mav from Fun Speculation. You got Retri from Game Pass Daily. And you have Web Dave. And you have Gaming Forte. We're going to have a huge group. Everybody's going to come. Have a good time. Yes. Definitely be there. It's going to be fun. It's at 4 p.m. Eastern time, so it's a good time. Come and chill with us. Is and this Thursday? Friday, this is Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Okay. Thursday, 4 p.m. It's gonna be fun. Um, we're gonna have to have you on one of our block parties. Yes. <laughs> the last podcast of every month. Okay, I'm down. Block party now. Yay. Um, so we'll definitely we'll set that up. And then Friday, we'll be back with on point anime and beyond, where we're gonna talk anime, TV, movie, anything pop culture. That's at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then we'll be back Monday morning with Morning Quest with Doodle NC Money, which is at 9, p, uh, 9 a.m. <laughs> Eastern <Yeah>. time uh, <laughs> to start the week off right um, and, and talk gaming and have a good time with us. And then next week's guest, we will let you know, is Doom Cutie. Yes. Doom oh, cool. Cutie will be nice. joining us next Tuesday. No. Tuesday, I'm Halloween, Monday. This is why. See, this is why we do this, and that's why the mess. He's the mess. The better half. <laughs> there, keep you in line. Yeah. I forgot. Next Tuesday is Halloween, so we will be doing the trick or treating stuff with the children. There you so go. we won't be doing the interview on Tuesday. So you're actually going to get a double dose of us on Monday. So morning quest in the morning, and then Doom Cutie at night with that interview, 7 p.m. Eastern time, it's gonna be fun. It'll and be Tuesday for it. her. She's in Australia, right? It I think like for her. That's, true. <laughs> That's actually very true, <laughs> but not for us, baby. It will be free clear. <laughs> uh, but yes, so Ains, my man, thank you so much again. Really appreciate you. Thank brother. you guys. You're awesome. Uh, love to get in the chat with you and digging deep. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but I had a white tear. I got a little emotional, man. A little earlier, but oh, was really, sorry about really that. Cool. Yeah, it, no, it it's okay, my man. No, okay. thank you so much <laughs> for being uh, so a, open and a, just talking to us. So, of course, we thank you so much. And with that, guys, we're gonna end it the same way we end every single show. Doodle, yes, it's done. I know. Until next time, you're intruding. You're intruding. <laughs> Thank you.